This is Great Disturbances, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, hosts Rich and Paul discuss Star Wars media, no matter what form it takes. Hey, Paul. Hey, Rich. Hey, let's let's talk about the High Republic. Specifically issues six, seven, and eight, I think, right? Something like that. I think it's six, seven, eight. I hold in my hand issue eight, and it's the last one, so I would say you are correct, sir. Okay. You are correct. Six, seven, eight. Six, seven, eight. That Actually, the uh, a new arc, six, seven, eight. The first five were an arc, and then the and then six starts this new heart of the Drengear uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. So, and then eight closes it off pretty much, right? I mean, well, it says to be continued at the end, but it's they, like the, they, the Drengear seem to be dealt with. Right? Yeah, yeah, but, but now they're dealing. With, yeah, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. That's that's what I felt like too when I was reading along. I was like, oh, that was a little three issue arc to deal with this whole this whole situation yeah and then and then they've got well those scavengers i can't remember the name of the scavengers the, the science fair is wrecked right yeah the, yeah somebody beat up the science fair the somebody, science fair the nihil the nihil that's right the nihil wrecked the, all the volcanoes in the republic science fair right yeah <laughs> so now <laughs> so now they can't do they can't do the little volcano thing where you pour um <laughs> What is it? So water in the baking soda or baking soda, soda and vinegar? Yeah, yeah. I think there you go. Yeah. Baking soda and vinegar. There you go. So you can't you can't make them. <laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna cause all these kids or whoever because we have tons of kids listeners, right? <laughs> to go to go mixing like water and baking soda and being like, "Hey, where's <laughs> my fucking volcano?" Just <laughs> didn't do shit, man. I'm never listening to that <laughs> podcast again. <laughs> the fucker doesn't know what he's talking about. That <laughs> fucking guy. Pa- hey, mom, pass the ivermectin. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's your topical humor. <laughs> I just I just like time stamped our podcast. Basically. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, you did. That's okay. Although although now as I think about it, so Ivermectin is a horse dewormer, right? Right. right. I mean, like if you think through these episodes or these issues, mm-hmm. well, and even the ones before it, like these Drangier guys are always like putting their like root systems like up people's noses and stuff like that. Yeah. What's so up with like that? I mean <laughs> Maybe ivermectin could help that. Like that's kind of like deworming. If you get some roots out of you, that's sort of deworming. That's true. Or if you take enough of it, you'll just die. Yeah. And problem and then, solved. And then problem solved. <laughs> you could be one so, with the force too. You too so, can be one with the force with ivermectin. Maybe we should really constrain supplies and say that maybe we should be shipping ivermectin to the Republic. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they do have a drink your problem to you got to drink solve. your problem. <laughs> and we've got the ivermectin. Can you, ma- can you imagine that there's a there's a an exterminator who comes in and he oh yeah you've got the drengear problem here. There's <laughs> you see you see you let one of them in here and then they just kind of there's they all they all sink into the ground and they connect to this this hive mind right and then they can't <laughs> get out you know you can't you can't get rid of them. <laughs> you know, and, and and what you can do is you can get a special Drangier package <laughs> for 299 credits and uh, we'll, we'll get them right out of there. And it's like, wouldn't it be funny? Like, turns out like the, the space organ like deals with them all the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and space like, organ. it's like, it's like killing Jedi and killing these colonists, right. but like, all they need is like just the stuff that the space orkin has. In yeah, truck. They, they should have just called. Space they just orkin haven't been beginning. paying their subscription or whatever just to space orkin. <laughs> yeah. You know, they let it lapse. You know, they didn't <laughs> show up lapse. the one day. 
see someone we should get on the phone to marvel <laughs> comics because we have the answer to how have, to deal yeah. with these guys <laughs> i thought you were going to say we need to get on the on the phone to like the republic <laughs> which is in the they're not real paul you can't. which is in the past the past of the past right oh, cuz like cuz like like a new hope is like a long time ago yeah, and all the films are like a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Right, but this is like before them a few hundred yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, so like now I'm really confused on how we could make a connection there. That's, you know? that's weird. But you know, here's a, here's a thing that I just thought of. The older these films get, the longer ago in the past this is. Yeah, dude, I'm like fucking. <laughs> you're you're baking my noodle, man. I don't even know anymore. So okay. like when 1977. It was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And that could have been like the 50s. Who the fucking knew, right? Yeah. And then, and then now, 45 now it's years like... later, 43 years later. <laughs> 44, in fact. 44, yeah. yeah, 44, 44 years later. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so now it's like a long time and then 44 years before that. <laughs> it's it's uh... like four score and 44 years or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so if... All right, just getting off the topic of the comic here, but if Star Wars and Empire and Jedi were a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and the prequels were a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, shouldn't the sequel trilogy have been a short time ago? <laughs> or like, or just like slightly, more, slightly more recently <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away? Last week in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's what they should do for the recaps on the comics. <laughs> oh, that is a good call. That's Last a good month, call. They galaxy far, far away. <laughs> somebody get me. Shit. Uh, somebody get me Robert Simpson, the senior editor for Lucasfilm Comics through Marvel. Last month, <laughs> in a galaxy far, a galaxy far, far away. Far away. <laughs> last month, or well, two hundred years ago from last month. <laughs> in a galaxy far far away right yeah <laughs> so, so anyway we we've, we've shuffled our feet here but i let, let's talk about these comics right so now yes we're, we're past the introduction arc and we're on to the second arc which is called the heart of the drangir and it purports to be about how the jedi are going to deal with the drangir and only that but there's more to it yeah like, the, like issue six and seven and and even issue eight at least the first part of issue eight, they're really only dealing with the Drengear and how to handle that situation. But yeah. issue eight leaves spoiler alert, guys. Issue eight leaves on a on an it leaves us on an like a cliffhanger that that the Nihil are also in the midst of this whole thing. The thing that confused me about that was yeah. like because because yeah, it said to be continued. So I was like, okay, we're not we're not done with the arc yet. Right. But like our are we somehow not done with the Drangir yet? Like this Maybe. seems like it wrapped that up. And if so, why is it to be continued rather than like something else? So I like, I'm just yeah a little confused, but I mean, I guess there's, there's two levels to that though, because one is that like, this is the way comics work these days. There's, right. there's three, four, five, six issue arcs. Right. And then they're, they are done. Right. But like maybe one of the ways of like throwing a fucking wrench in that is that like the arc is not the arc anymore and and it's not done when you think it's done or whatever because i mean that's that's how life goes 
right? I mean, I yeah. think I have Absolutely. not. I've never had a satisfying conclusion to an arc in my life. <laughs> it's, it's been nothing but fucking cliffhangers in my life. <laughs> life is a series of cliffhangers. It's just, just, right, just Paul Moderman. To be continued all over the place, right? To be continued. To be perpetually continued. <laughs> yes, you're you're absolutely right. What what you're talking about, what you're referring to, this this idea that everything is in an arc, is called writing for the trade is what they've been doing it, they've been doing it for 20 something years now in comics sure sure so it's it's basically keeping stories short and succinct so that is they're accessible to new readers but my problem with this is if that if that story is done end it be done with it yeah if the nihil is the next situation then move then on to that like, later let's right? move to that yeah right. and and writing for the trade presumably means like if i have nice tidy six issue arcs i can then issue them as the the, the trade paperbacks right of the right that, yep. that collect six issues or whatever That's and right. in which case that it's also a little bothersome to me in in that because i guess what bothers me sometimes is that is is formulas you know i don't know how i don't know how to put this <laughs> i just i just read I just finished, I think I may have mentioned this before, but I, I finally got the chance to do it. I just finished Maximum Carnage. Oh, nice. Remember that from the 90s in Spider-Man yeah. and related books? I just finally finished that. I found right. it on Marvel Unlimited and I was like, oh my gosh, I never finished Maximum Carnage. And I finished it and I realized, well, of course, like all of the all of the issues that included the Maximum Carnage storyline said Maximum Carnage book four of 14 five of 14 right yeah yeah and and so it makes it weird because you know when the end is yeah that's true you know what i mean like like if i'm reading book five of 14 i'm like i i know this is not going to wrap anything up basically right yeah there's still some room to go right and yet and yet that's the way all things are right because with movies you know how long the movie is well these days you do i suppose sure in in olden times, <laughs> um, <laughs> like if you didn't know the runtime of the movie, you could not be sure when the movie would end. Right. But but then like a book, you like you can just like you feel it in your hand. And you're like, when I open the book, I'm this far into the book. You know. True. Yeah. So there's true. there's there's all these weird things where like I don't. Part of me doesn't want there to be a formula, but part of me wants there to be a formula because like that's that's kind of how you get things done too. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm waffling or I'm, I feel like I'm wavering around here about the, the shape of fiction media. I think and it's, a, but it's, I, it's like kind of unformed, I guess in my head right now. Well, I, I think it's a valid discussion though, because the way that comics used to be written is they were an ongoing story. Right. Mm-hmm. And, collecting them into quote-unquote trade paperbacks was kind of a more difficult thing back in the 70s 80s 60s even Mm -hmm. because there was not there wasn't like this definitive beginning definitive ending to a story it was considered a continuing story yeah so you never really knew when it was going to end but if you are reading a 12 issue story and you're on issue 11 you know that the next issue is the end you know that and you also know that like nothing too major is going to happen 
you know, to your main character in issue two. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So having like a definitive end to an arc presents that, that difficulty, but it also, it also restricts the creativity a little bit. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I guess, I guess it's just like an art form that is bound to a medium like comics or film or books or whatever. Yeah. Like you're going to have rules no matter what. And I guess part of your thing is just choosing which rules to, to impose on yourself, which ones to follow. Because like, uh, for example, in, in a film medium, like you're, you're practically constrained in that you can't release a two year long movie, you know, like, I mean, that's not, I mean, you're not, you're not logically constrained to that. You could, if you wanted to release a two year long movie, right. You know, so you're on like VHS tape six of 807, right. Or whatever. I think it would take a lot longer. It would take a lot more tapes than that, but you know, like, um, so you have length restrictions and like in, in comic books, things are not for example comic books things are not in motion right they're 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 printed on a page in books things are not in motion but even there you can like bend those rules too yeah and you can like it's just this weird it's just like anything like the discussion of uh, like the zen and the art of motorcycle maintenance thing of what what is quality like what makes a quality thing right and the thing is the, the thing is that like there's some uh, I always took from that the thing is that like there's there's some set of rules but it's not the same rules every time and you have to know which ones to break and you have to know which ones you're not going to break and then even then you still have to like step outside the boundaries somehow so you're going to have boundaries but you're going to step outside of some boundaries and just I, like I don't know I think I think I think just for this particular thing we 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 bounced up on a weird place because yeah. we bounced into a thing that felt like the end of the thing but the comic is saying this is not the end right yeah right it makes me think about things that kind of push those boundaries that you're talking about mm-hmm. like okay back when the writing for trade started to become a thing there was a writer brian michael bendis who is he, he is um arguably one of the most divisive writers in uh, in comics but Mm-hmm. He he would not write six issue arcs. He would write seven or eight issue arcs, or he'd write two issue arcs. And it frustrated people because they were waiting for trade paperbacks and there were like two stories now instead of one or whatever. Sure, sure. And stuff like that, you know, but and and, and to me that kind of seems like a bit of either bucking the system or trailblazing a little bit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um I don't know which though. <laughs> yeah. Like, like still a story that can be, you know, encapsulated into trade paperbacks, but not necessarily at the prescribed, you know, exact amount. It makes me think of the yeah. movie boyhood. Have you ever seen the movie boyhood, Richard? No, Lincoln? but I heard about it. It's like, yeah, they shot it over 12 years. Yeah. With the same kid for 12 years. Yeah. It's like, okay, that, that is, that is expanding the idea of what you can do with film that's an it's yeah. kind of an experimental film yeah in a hollywood package you know yeah and and I, I just something about me wishes that there would be something like that 
for Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. that vision stuff that's going to be coming out. Now that's not a comic. That's the anime show that's going to be out on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if when that comes out. I, I oh, that's I right. I see. That, but... I feel like I've seen a trailer for that or something or a little. Yeah, video just about that. yeah, just came out. There was a trailer that just came okay. out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I like like something that would maybe push those boundaries a little bit. Like like Last Jedi. We always talk about Last Jedi as it it changes directions. It 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 pushes boundaries and expands on things that you know yeah that were there before, but it also you know blazes new trails. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for in this. It started out feeling like it was going to blaze a new trail, but it also is starting to feel a little bit like, well, this is Jedi doing Jedi shit, you know, same. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So you make a good point about this is just Jedi doing Jedi shit because there is like the, when they, when they take on, when they finally get to the bad guy planet at the, at the, in issue eight. Yeah. And, and the Jedi kind of come together. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have that moment of like where they're all sort of linked in the force and they're like for light and life and for the force and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I was like, okay, but I feel like I've seen this a couple times before, you know? Yeah. And like in this comic and the, and the novel that precedes this. Right. Um, in Rise of Skywalker. Right. Yeah. Like yes. this, this, this idea of like, we are the Jedi and like together we're st- like, is it getting a little like, frayed and tattered and beat around the edges a little bit too much of like let's let's find ways to not have this happen so much in that way yeah yeah it it feels like you know like you one of the things that you talk about with vader when you say that you know he 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 is better in small doses he's better with less screen time i think that idea is better with less screen time as well because that seems like something that would be that would be taxing i think Mm-hmm. to everybody involved but god i don't know they're kind of stuck on it they're kind of stuck yeah on it. i mean it could be also be sort of a, a motif of the last of the high republic era that's true that the jedi are more unified in some way mm. and more connected maybe a little bit yeah than yeah. the jedi than the jedi of the vader era or the the empire era Oh, you know, that that's a really good point. Okay, so because there's an argument in in the prequel trilogy that the Jedi are losing their connection to the Force a little bit, and that's why they're kind of blindsided by the Sith. Well, these Jedi are definitely not losing their connection to the Force. They're, they're, def- they're, like, they're really strong in that. They're like Force buddies all over the place. Yeah. You know? Force pen pals or something. Dear the Force. Dear the Force. It was great to hear from you yesterday when I <laughs> didn't get on that bus. <laughs> thanks for thanks for thanks for gently tugging my cloak not to get on that bus. <laughs> that got hit by a blaster thing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The Force the Force told me not to uh, not to go to that baseball game. I was going to take a ball to the face <laughs> and not the good kind. Yeah. Not the kind I was hoping for after the game. <laughs> right. So, so there's a couple other things here in this, in this yeah. in these couple issues. Yeah. And I don't want to just always bag on this stuff because there's a couple right. of cool things. One, what a, I love, I just love the way that they do the force with these Jedi these days with, and that they all have their own kind of yeah feel to it because when, because Avar when when, Keeve and Skier mm-hmm. are sort of inside the mind of the Dringir yeah. and like being towed along. Avar can hear Keeve's song right. in the yeah. Dringir. 
right? Yeah. So she's she's like, wait a minute, I hear Kiev here. That's strange. Like, what a cool thing. And that also yeah. gives. I thought that was cool because it gives, it gives the it gives the force this transcending space quality to it, mm. right? Yeah. Because sure. because because they they're on they're on Starlight Beacon, mm. and Skier is like in the, his medical coma or whatever, and and Keeve is next to him, right. but then in the next instant, they are force projected onto the planet where the the mother Dringir progenitor. Yeah, thank you. The great progenitor. Yep. Like and they're they're there. I mean, they're in, in the force, they're there, but they're like they're they're not bound by time or space, right? When they're within the force doing that stuff. That's and, true. and I like I like that in terms of that sort of that mystic quality of the of the force and how the force is like sometimes it's just weird and you don't know what's going on, right? In yeah. other words, I like when the force sort of isn't this predictable thing because like you Google around enough on various characters and comics or whatever, and you eventually come across these websites that's that are things like, what if the Hulk fought Doomsday? <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Which is like which is like such a weird, like such a weird thing because then because then it because just becomes all about well, in issue 724 of the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> the Hulk lifted a mountain over his head yeah. and chucked it into the sun right so <laughs> that, that establishes a lower limit on his strength of blah 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 tons per square whatever fucking right <laughs> whereas in issue 729 of the blood doomsday punched a punched an elephant so hard it caused a nuclear explosion or something like that right <laughs> like and so and so like, dude, you know, dude, you're, you're has, talking about every comic book shop talk i've ever had yeah like you walk into a comic book shop that's what you're talking about right but i feel like but i feel like that kind of stuff like it kind of just drags you down into a place that's like not interesting i guess like whether the hulk can like smash doomsday doesn't tell you anything about the characters it just tells you where the writers sort of like arbitrarily established these certain parameters and things right because right. hey guys these are fictional right <laughs> yeah. in the next issue superman can punch a hole in the sun and guess what it counts because it's just a fucking comic book right <laughs> right, right. It, it, it like it that is as true as superman can't do that right right both <laughs> both are equally true <laughs> so so like so 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 like take us to a different take us to a different place take us to a story that doesn't that doesn't do that stuff. And when the force gets weird, that's what I, when I like that, because it takes you to that place of like, Oh, I can't, I can't sit here and think, okay, a Jedi can lift approximately four tons with this much force power and do blah, blah, blah. Like (laughs) it takes you to this place of like, Oh, that's right. This is mystery and mysticism and, and otherworldliness. Right. Yeah. And, and I, and I like that, but that's, that's my thing with that. Yeah, I thought that's that's a really good point. Um, I did dig on that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I, the thing that I like is that they all have their own interpretation of the yeah, story. yeah. And and Avar's is is very I jive with that one the most. You know that's what I mean? So cool. So it, cool. That it's someone's song, like they're yeah, like it establishes the or it reestablishes the idea that everything is connected to the force. Yeah. And that this, yeah. that the force is kind of this continuum, mm-hmm. you know, 
the the idea that that Keeve and Skier could be connected to the Drengear and to the Force at the same time, obviously, and so that then since the Drengear are connected through a hive mind, then they are also connected to and they're sort of present wherever the hive mind is yeah right so like keeve and trennis are also there you know and it's yeah a really cool neat little nugget of something i would like to see more of that i would like to see more exploration of what it means to be a part of this force continuum for lack of a better term um because i personally find that fascinating of course this isn't being written just for me obviously but if I had my my yeah, way, calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> just lay off him, man. He's trying to like, write the satisfying. He's, he's trying to do the force, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Nihil do make okay. Well, all right. We'll we'll get to that here in a second. But what did you think of the alliance with the Huts and the writing of a Rancor? So writing Rancor, that's kind of cool. Just right. in general, of like that's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I liked how I I did like how like. At the end, everyone's like, okay, we're not friends. So <laughs> see you later. Right. You know, job's like, done now. Fuck off. <laughs> job's done. So we can go back to not being friends now. Right. Right. We were, right. We were never friends. We had a common enemy and now we're, we're clear of that. So fuck off. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I, I thought that was, I thought I, I, I like that. Oh, you know what, you know, what I noticed is that mm. sometimes they spoke to the huts in Hutties and sometimes not. Right. Yeah. Like, why bother? If the, if everyone is mutually intelligible, why bother switching languages? Yeah. Because like, I mean, it's it's a minor quibble, right? But in the first issue, in issue six, mm-hmm. one of those twin guys talks to the hut in Hatties. Right. But then in the next issue, issue eight, when they are on the next planet fighting stuff, everyone's talking to the hut just in basic or yeah. English or whatever the equivalent of English is there, right? And the and the hut responds in Hatties, but they all understand each other. Right. So who cares? <laughs> you know. Is that an but, example of the universal translator at work? I mean, I, I assume so because it's. I think it's so. A, it's that, but B, it's also probably just like a, a, a tiny little oversight editorial wise, right? That's possible. Yeah. Right. Just because like the same guy talks to the hut not in Hatties right. later on, so like whatever. Speaking of universal translators, why would the Jedi need universal translators? Shouldn't they be able to just like force into someone's mind and just be (laughs) and they just be like, communicate? Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I'll just just yank it from your brain. Hold on a sec. Yeah. There we go. Okay. No, no, that's the, yeah, yank their language from their brain. Yank their language from their brain. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they should be able to just grab that information or translate it through the force right yeah that'd be cool if there were like force force yeah. translators that'd be really cool holy shit there's that'd oh there's awesome. another job right a force translator. yeah nice there was oh. a there was an interesting moment i thought a great moment but also like a huh moment okay so when when kiev drops into the hive mind of the creature yeah and she sees skier like the whole thing not like injured and fucked up they hug each other yeah and then they say this isn't really the jedi way and they're like i don't care let's be, right let's be hug friends right yeah, yeah i was like i was like man just hugging your buddy is not the jedi way jesus like <laughs> that <cold>. sucks man <laughs> yeah and then and then yeah. i thought to myself it, every time almost every time there's somebody we see somebody getting trained to use the force or talking about the force 
they talk about reaching out with their feelings. Yeah. Right. So shouldn't it be better to feel things more often and be allowed to express your feelings? Like if feelings are your access point to the force, maybe the monk lifestyle is not the right approach then. Right. That's a really that's sort of point. that's sort of eschews the like feeling of things, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you have to search out with your feelings, like you should practice having feelings then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like get used to your feelings. Yeah, you know? get get as many of those feelings out there as you can, man. As like as a dense person, feelings wise. Yeah. When I when I feel a feeling that I know then I, and I understand, which is not all the time, right? Sure. sure. Um. I realize that, oh, you know, people who are really emotionally intelligent and can really identify their feelings really well have such a huge advantage over somebody like me who is like sort of functionally blind to that stuff. Yeah. And and so, uh, but, but you would think that if feelings are the access point to the force, like the Jedi should focus on like emotional intelligence and hugging and like saying hey hey padawan i really love you come here bring it in here padawan buddy right like <laughs> bring it in you know, bring it in padawan <laughs> yeah 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 you're absolutely right you're absolutely right like how how can your link to the force be strong unless you have unless you're sort of accepting your like accept your feelings you know what i mean oh so then do the sith have a greater link to I the mean, force than the in, in some way it seems like it at least at least in terms of like if if reaching out with your feelings is like really the right way to go about doing it right then it seems like the sith have an advantage in some sense because they're like yeah you know fuck and fight and everything let's go right <laughs> you know the sith are kind of the vikings of yeah the yeah star wars universe. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. All right. See, this is what I want to see. I want to see this heyday of the Sith. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see. But like, don't take it. Don't, don't take it from. Don't make them the bad guys. Just make them the guys. They're the main characters and they do what they do. Right. But there's not like, you know, they're not going to run up against like the good guys, you know, they're just running up against their opponents, you know, all of the Sith things. Even of the stuff back when, mm-hmm. before there was the rule of two, yeah, are about like the people at the very top echelon of Sith, yeah, hood, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. where's the story about Joe and Jane, like regular Sith people, you know? <laughs> yeah, who are who are like, yeah, they can use the Force, but they're not like the top fucking echelon of Sith times, right? Right, right. They're at the Sith Academy, and but they're like getting like C's and all their. <laughs> Oh, they're like Sith tortured classes and stuff. Average right? Sith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the average Sith. Sp- okay, so speaking of Sith, we do get our first glance at a Sith creature in this arc or at the beginning or towards the, what is it, in the second issue, I think, when Keeve is kind of having like that, that force dream or something like that. Oh, yeah. There's this Sith creature there and she fights it. And it's, it makes another appearance a little later on. I don't know what it is. I don't know who it is. Did you recognize the character? Was this somebody no. that we had seen before? Okay, good. I'm not, no. then I'm not completely dense and didn't pick up on it, but it, it was interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, that. yeah, it was like, I feel like her little dream sequence is going to have. Oh, it was the meditation. T- that's what it was. The yeah. med- or meditation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Meditation yep. is going to have like, continue to have some ramifications 
right above and beyond this because be because cool. well and i mean the the ghost lady person yeah appeared in her meditation and then showed up in real life yeah and apparently um, had a bunch of connections to all the jedi there yeah hmm. so and is now just like part of the crew i guess yeah well she called herself a way seeker someone yeah. who is not like connected with the jedi council or the jedi order but still considers herself a jedi yeah she's looking i looked for it up path. i looked up way seekers and that and it's pretty much what you say is that they it means they operate independently of the jedi council okay which i, I thought to myself is that basically the same as quitting like <laughs> if you're I'm like taking my talents on the road i'm going yeah. solo yeah like i mean if you're not going to listen to the bosses of the thing do you <laughs> do you work there <laughs> yeah that's you know that's a good point so so with this the way seeker is it is it established lore or is this something that's new well it's something that's it new not okay. to this issue but it's new to this high republic stuff okay so, so maybe this, appeared in a this, different this um, character book or something this character the orla whatever her name is yeah I, I looked it up and I think she, her first appearance is in like a young adult high Republic novel. Oh, okay. All right. So no, we have, so, we haven't committed to reading those young adults, yeah. but, but yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get to that. Who knows? Maybe who knows? Yeah. But apparently she made an appearance in that okay. prior to this. Okay. So, so that really, I mean, they really are connecting all the different, you know, series, the young yeah. adult novels, the yeah. novels and the, and the comics. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. And see, as someone like who hasn't read those, I wouldn't have, I would never have made that connection without looking it up like you did. But interesting, an interesting. <laughs> you did. You fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You nerd. The, <laughs> who am I talking? Who am I, who am I, who am I calling a nerd? <laughs> but I really, I really liked that, that idea of this way seeker. Yeah. Type of thing. Interesting. Interesting that, um, that you can still be a Jedi and not be a part of the order because yeah. for a long time, if you weren't a part of the order, you weren't a Jedi. You were just a force sensitive, right? Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think there's lots of building out more of what the Jedi order is yeah. going, going on here, which I kind of like, sure, sure. Right. Cause it's been around for a long time. It should have lots of like weird customs and traditions and history and stuff like that. Yeah. And yeah, and, and I kind of like I kind of like that they're adding dimensionality to it, you know. Sure. Yeah. Because there's all, apart from wafers, there's also like the dudes, not dudes, the people who uh they renounce their like the guy in the Vader comic, right? Oh, who the Barash, the Barashva. Yeah, thank you, the yeah. Barashva, who sort of renounced some part of it and then sort of are like, "Oh, now I've had my eureka moment. I can come back or whatever, right?" Right. So there's that too, but that's not way seekers. That's a different thing. Right, you know, right. So, like, there's these multiple layers to all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Okay, so if you can have Jedi who aren't part of the order, it it means that there there can there are multiple levels of force attunedness. We already know that, but yeah, yeah. What? Why are? Why do we not ever see a group of others who are force sensitive who? trained themselves who came up with their own yeah like force related religion and you'd think the outer rim would be the perfect place to find that too right, right? I mean, but because you've got i mean there's got to be people out there who are like hey wow i can i can do stuff that i didn't know about before you know what i mean and yeah 
how do you not like if you can reach out in the force if you can figure out that you can reach out in the force you can find other people like like you right yeah and hey you want to want to hang out let's talk about how we're going to structure our organization okay (laughs) here we go you know like they're in a diner they're they're in a cantina writing stuff down on a napkin (laughs) you know (laughs) but that just made me think that like why aren't there more sects of, of force people of force people or even of jedi right well shouldn't there yeah. be because there's there's catholics and there's protestants and within oh, the right. protestants there's like 86 <laughs> different variants and within yeah. the catholics there's like three or four right yeah yeah why aren't there more like different versions of jedi you could have the skywalker jedi or and then you could also have like the keith trennis jedi you know the yeah Trennis or whatever you know trenocytes yeah trenocytes yeah like right like somebody's gonna you know nail a gun dark to a you know temple door and you know (laughs) done right (laughs) 95 space theses right 95 (laughs) space that's right it wasn't a cat it was space theses (laughs) martin luther didn't nail a cat to a door it was the theses that's right i had my i was completely mixed up <laughs> I just love, love I love the yeah, that, that's how Lutheranism got started. Right? Is is Martin Luther just just crucified a cat on a temple door, on a church door. And people were like people were like people were like, yeah, I can be hanging behind that guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm gonna fall right in line with this dude. I think we're crucifying, on the same wavelength. Crucifying cats, I'm there. I've always been more of a dog person, so let's <laughs> fucking do this, Martin Luther. <laughs> Me too, buddy. <laughs> but i think there should be other i think there should be other sects yeah. of jediism yeah. right yeah. jediism i just think i don't know if that's a thing but i made it I'm, if it's not I, i'm gonna call it that for now. it is now bro so i mean what we thought was the end of an arc we're actually just kind of finishing the middle chapter i guess yeah. there's gonna be other ones we'll check in with this again i'm yeah. sure so yeah i don't have anything else to talk about no i don't it. either oh, that's not true i have one more thing drop it on me bro i really hate made up swear words yeah they don't carry the same weight at all they don't they don't and 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 they and they come off a little silly yeah and it's very rare that one of them sticks and sounds okay it's i think i think frack in battlestar galactica was the one that i can think of that like has stuck right it doesn't sound doesn't sound too goofy it still sounds goofy but it doesn't sound too not too goofy right i but totally get you yeah it, but takes anyway. me out, it takes me out of it when I see criffing. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like criffing. Mm, that that's not swearing. <laughs> Is criffing something that you do like behind the like school building, <laughs> like a bag and some glue? He's like criffing. <laughs> Ooh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Right, no, no, it's not glue. That guy's, that guy's really criffed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or that like the uh, the South Park cheesing episode. I don't know if you ever saw that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah. Where they were cheesing out of their minds yeah. like cat piss. That's yep. what I think of when I see Criffing. So, <laughs> you know, congratulations, Mr. Scott. You've uh, made me think of cat piss when you say Criffing or when you write Criffing. So, okay. So, well, Jeff, uh, that leaves you. That, uh, that's the end of our show today is cat piss. Yeah. We're going to leave you with some cat piss, Jeff. That's the end of this. So, okay. So I think we should flip. And the, the one thing that was left over last week was the Tar- Tarkovsky Clone Wars thingy. Clone Wars series. Yeah. Yeah. But I think. There's another thing that we should talk about. And I saw this question on a Reddit, on the Reddit sub, uh, the Maw installation. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, 
do you think Anakin would have fared well or fared better in the High Republic era with the Jedi of the High Republic era? Oh. And we could do that as like a cantina chat, like a little quick thing where we just chat about that. Let's just drop a cantina chat on that one. All right. Yeah. So those are our two. That's dude. I, I totally agree. I think. This is good. So, so, okay. So we've got heads, which is the, I'm going to say that that's the heads is the clone wars thing. Perfect. And the Darth Vader side is the Anakin. Right. Thing, well, right? it of makes course. sense. Makes perfect yeah. sense to me. And now we let the force decide. Do your thing force. Tails. It's come up Vader. Sweet. So another Cantina chat. It's so working we're out. We're chat. just yeah. flipping and flopping. We're, man. Just, we're just crashing through these Cantina chats, man. But I, <laughs> I like them. I enjoy those. Good stuff. More theoretical stuff than anything, yeah. which is great. Yeah, I love theoretical. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Okay, man. All right. Thanks for listening, Jeff. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Great Disturbances. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or any of your favorite podcast apps. You can find us on Facebook by searching for at Great Disturbances and on Twitter at G Disturbances. See you later!